Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, good night, wherever it is, whatever time it is, good, have, good day. Good day. <laughs> good day. We're uh, listening to the 3BY podcast, the podcast of record for beans, bullets, bandages, and you. Because we want you to thrive in good times and bad. Welcome to the show, the big show. Here we are. Spice. That's Spice. I'm Spice. Salty. I'm salty. And especially after eating one of the capers that was on your plate at that restaurant, which I'm very salty. <laughs> <laughs> They're good at being salted. Uh, you know, we had, uh, I had the big ZD. You had... Uh, Salmon piccata. Salmon piccata. It was pretty good. Okay. Welcome to the show. Big show. And today, we're, our subject matter is... Guns. Guns. Types of guns. Types of guns. Uh, guns. Salty is very much a right tool for the right job kind of guy. I am. And in this uh, Prepper Guns 101 series he's been working on, the theme is to help introduce people who maybe don't have great familiarity with it with some things they maybe ought to know. Right. So this is actually a companion podcast to a... Uh, article I'm writing that uh, will appear within a day of when this podcast shows up about how to choose the right gun for the right job. Now, I realize if you're a prepper and you're just starting out or you're just getting interested in prepping, um, a lot of you are going to feel like, hey, if I don't have a gun, I need a gun because guns are an important part of being prepared. It's a sad fact of life that uh, you may need protection. And it's a sure fact of life that if the life if the stuff hits the fan, you may need to hunt a little bit. Well, so, most of the people on the in the country wouldn't be able to realistically. Right. Or you may need to depest your garden because I mean that's a big deal. And of course, depesting your garden, uh, you have to be very careful about how you do that and your gun choice. So we're going to talk about some various different kinds of choices. Of guns for preppers, and I'm going to give you a couple of couple of examples of. I, I did an article of, of five great prepper guns, and it was a response to another article. I'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes here, so you can listen, uh, so you can read that article. It goes through the five specific guns, but this is going to be more general. I want to talk about the various different kinds of guns and which types of guns I would recommend looking at to start out. And this so, is more of an introduction sort of thing, because if you hang around the prepper community very long, guys love to talk about guns. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's but big. But they also like to just kind of jump past the basics and start uh, hashing over the fine details for hours on end. This is more to give you a feel for what the heck's going on. Okay, now I'm going to give you a caveat before we even start. Preppers are opinionated. <laughs> Online preppers are at least. I assume most are. And preppers are always are, are also tend to be um not the most flexible people in the world when it comes to well, how was having their minds changed about yes, choices they've made. Right. I am not the world's least opinionated person. I admit it. I've, I've got an opinion, and I'll be glad to let you know what it is. I have a podcast. I have a website, so you're going to know what my opinion is. But when it comes to being flexible, I'm all about that. I've tried a lot. Of, I've tried every gun there is out there, pretty much, or 
if not every, at least some of each of the big families. And I'm going to go with what I like off of trial and error, but I don't know every dadgum thing. So take what I say with a humongous grain of salt and take what everybody else says too. Some guys get really tied into a certain type of thing. Like, for example, they'll like a certain particular brand of gun, and anything else is just junk, okay? Some, some guys are like that. There's a lot of people that are like that. That's not what this is about. This is about learning the types of guns, and then once we know what types of guns and what they're used for, we can actually decide what a basis for starting to look at these various different guns to see if they match your needs. Because we're going to go with a needs-based thing, not a, oh, yeah, I'm going to be safe because I've got a Tavor X95. That's the best gun in the world. Or I've got a Colt. Whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. What you need to do is know what, what, your, what your jobs are for that gun to do. And do you have a tool to get the job done? Okay. So, we go over the basic various different gun types and what it is, the jobs they do. There are three major gun types and lots of variants coming off of this. There is the shotgun. There is the handgun. And there is the rifle. And of these, you get the, the sub-genres. You get the pump shotgun, the semi-automatic shotgun, and then you get to the handgun, you get the revolver, you get the um, semi-automatic, you get over to the rifles, you get the bolt action, you get the lever action, you all this stuff. That's fine. But basically, there are these three types of civilian firearms. And each one of them does, does some things well. And not so much on other things. So I would actually recommend that due to the fact that the jobs for all three of these types of guns are different, that every prepper pretty much start with a, a, uh, an image that they really need to have any kind of complete coverage for all the jobs that are available, one, at least one of each of these guns. Because the jobs are out there that need to be done, and they just really don't, they don't cross over all that well. But when you hear which jobs go with which gun type, you'll have a better feel for where you ought to start. Because right. the needs are not equally pressing for all individuals. Yeah, and in fact, it, it, it kind of, I can't tell you which is the most important need for you, because I don't know your situation. You know, if you live in the inner city, if you live in a higher crime area, and if you think that your one of your biggest prepping concerns is, okay, the power goes out, and within six hours people are rioting. This is not a stuff-hits-the-fan situation, but it, is, it happens all the time in big cities. People start rioting in your neighborhood for whatever reason, or some court decision goes against people, or if the football team wins the championship yeah. or you know, who knows it Any happens stupid all excuse. the time is if this is a situation maybe a self-defense gun is your number one 
need. If you live out in the country and you decide, hey, I want to, uh, I want to get into shooting my own uh, food, I want to go hunting, I want to do like deer hunting, well, maybe a rifle is what you're going to be looking at first. That's, I don't know. That's your thing, so you'll have to decide what your needs are and put them in. So basically, a, a quick overview. Shotguns are as close as you can come to a jack-of-all-trades. The role of a shotgun is many. And a lot of preppers, they they don't really like shotguns that much for a couple of reasons. I don't like shotguns much. Uh, she doesn't like shotguns that much for a couple of reasons. They tend to be unhandy as far as just handling them. They tend to be very big. They tend to have significant recoil. Um, but what are, with the job, a shotgun can do a lot of jobs. You can go big game hunting with a shotgun. Okay. What do you mean big game hunting? A deer and smaller. Okay. You do deer and smaller hunting with a shotgun if you're in an area that has a good deer population. In fact, many states, certainly Illinois in my neck of the woods, requires, and Iowa too, is, they require a shotgun only uh, deer hunting. No. Because one of the strengths of that over a rifle is a shotgun slug won't go as far. If you're shooting a rifle, you got to be thinking, If you, unless you have a solid backdrop, you got to be thinking of people a half mile Absolutely. along your line of sight catching a bullet. Right. And that's not true for a shotgun. And close in, if you have an accurate shotgun and slugs, and these the ones they're using for deer hunting right now are extremely accurate to 150 yards, um, they'll drop a deer hard because they hit hard. A deer slug is a heck of a load. It goes slower than a rifle bullet, but the overall impact is just massive because of the size of the slug. A slug is basically a really big bullet. Yeah. It's um, it's the Shotguns shoot multiple different types of ammunition, which is another reason that they're so versatile. The, um, in fact, it's kind of weird for those of us who live here in a state that has um, rifle deer hunting. It's weird. We're driving along in Iowa, and we see these deer stands about 150 yards from the, from the interstate. And that just the road, creeps, and pointing creeps towards me out. the road. And you're just like, that's just wrong. Yeah. Is, you know, no, but with a shotgun, it's not going that far. The round will be, you know, a couple hundred yards, and you're not going to have to worry about it. So, the shotgun can be used for, for deer hunting. It can be used for turkey hunting. It can be used for uh, pheasant hunting. When you use it for birds, you don't use slugs. No, you use bird shot or various different kinds of shot. Which means they put a, a whole bunch of, well, they look like ball bearings. BBs, ball bearings, yeah. Multiples of those inside the shell, and it sprays out a pattern of those guys when you fire the shell. Now, here's one thing. If you've never actually shot a shotgun, uh, you, you think, oh my gosh, the, the pattern's just going to get huge right away. No, it's actually a pretty small pattern. It disperses but, with distance. Yeah, it's, it stays pretty tight. And, of course, the, the type of gun that you have, the length of the barrel, the, the way it's set up, determines how wide that pattern spreads. But 
Anyway. That being said, if you try and hunt rabbits with the thing, you're not going to have anything left to eat. You're going to have a rabbit tartare. Well, with a 12-gauge. You, you, they do have... I've, I've hunted rabbits with a, with a 410 just fine. But you have to aim for the head. <laughs> and you will be digging pellets out of the rabbit. So, uh, anyway, there are several different types of shotguns. Semi-automatic shotguns. The pump shotguns, the single shot shotguns, the double the double barreled shotguns, and single and double barrel shotguns are excellent for hunting. They are one hundred percent reliable. They always go bang, especially the single barrels. Great gun for hunting. Pump shotguns are great all around guns. Semi automatic shotguns, I'm not so much of a fan of. Because I don't really see any need to be firing off that many shots that quickly in a shotgun. It's just not. And besides, there's always, anytime you make something semi-automatic, you have the question about reliability. So that's your shotgun. Shotguns can also be used. They're devastating close-in weapons for home defense. They're devastating. Devastating to your home as well as to your intruder, but that's the well, least of your worries. Yes, they can be, but if you put the right shot in them, they really don't tear up your home. Besides, you're not worried about the wall. Okay, I've never shot one in my house. All right. That was my imagination. If you're using double-out buck, which is a bunch of really big uh, ball bearings type things, uh, yeah, they can, they can penetrate. But if you're using... A lot of people will use... A light shot, bird shot in their house, because if you hit a person with a 12 gauge at 10 feet, you're making that it's going person, to be you're turning them into hamburger. I mean, it's bad. Uh, one of our home defense guns is a pump 12 gauge with a just barely legal barrel, and it holds. Just barely legal means just barely long enough, so it's easier to move around inside yeah, a building. Yeah. And it has actually a collapsible stock. It's perfectly legal, but it's it's small, so you can move it around inside a building. If you get a goose gun with a 40-inch barrel on it, you're not going to get that around inside your house. So that is your shotgun. You can use it for hunting. You can use it for home defense. It has a lot of strength and very few weaknesses. The one weakness it truly has, and this is what makes it kind of a game changer as to why you can't just have this as your only gun, range. It has very short range. And frankly, if you're, what you're looking for is a concealed carry, a shotgun is not for you. No, it is not. Which brings us to handguns. Now, I'm not going to go through all the different kinds of handguns. We're just going to stick with basically the semi-automatics and the revolvers. What is a handgun for? A handgun is for shooting people. That's pretty much what a handgun's for. Or shooting targets. We love to target, target shoot with our handguns. Yes. But frankly... A handgun is a self-defense gun. Yes, there are some people who put scopes and long barrels, and those are the exceptions. We workflow work the rules, not the exceptions. Handguns are for shooting people. They're for self-defense. In sport, but in a prepping sense, they're for self-defense. So you can carry them. You can carry them concealed if you live in a state that, that you can get a concealed carry license. I know every state... You theoretically can get one, but try and get one in the state of Illinois. Just try. I dare you. Try and get one in the state of Hawaii. Not going to happen. Unless you've got a lot, a lot, a lot of money to stick in somebody's pocket. You're not getting one. 
So, um, concealed carry, open carry, like Missouri has open carry. We can open carry one in, in the state of Missouri, a uh, handgun. Walk around with a six-shooter on your, on your hip. So, and yet, it's still not the Wild West somehow. No, it isn't. It really isn't. Interestingly, since concealed carry became constitutional, and what that means is we don't have to have a permit here in Missouri to, to stick a gun in our pocket. Anywhere you're legal to have the weapon at all, you're legal to stick it in your pocket. Yep. And uh, since that law hasn't been in ha- uh, impacted, there's, there's not been any increase at all. In gun, gun violence. violence. Just hasn't happened. So, who knew? Freedom. And it wasn't the people who were following the gun laws who were the criminals. Oh, yeah. Oh, who would have thought that, too? So, yeah. Anyway, that's what it... I, there, I could go on, but that's what a handgun's for. So, if you need home defense, if you need area defense... Right Carry here, defense. Yeah, they're great. What they are not good at they're useless unless you get a hunting-specific one, and even then, you know, you're talking about a hand cannon, not a handgun. Unless you get a specialty gun, they're useless at range. Really, people can shoot accurately up to, depending on the gun, up to 75 feet. Uh, 50 feet's a lot more re- reasonable. For good accuracy. You know, you see these handguns and people shooting, you know, Dirty Harry shooting guy half a mile away with a handgun. Yeah, not going to happen. I can hit a six-foot tall by uh, six-foot wide target at 100 yards pretty accurately. But I'm hitting the target. I'm not hitting some. I'm hitting somewhere in that target. The physics of it is the longer a barrel is, the more accuracy you're going to have on a projectile coming out of the barrel. And the more speed up to a point. Which means that more hitting power. Yes, and it will carry longer without drop. Okay, that's type two. The third is the rifle. And there's all kinds of rifles, and rifles are basically used for self-defense, something like an AR-15 and AK-47. That's one use for a rifle. And there your semi-automatic rifles are the king of the hill. If you like to imagine that you're going to throw hundreds and hundreds of bullets at bad guys in a short period of time, a semi-automatic rifle with interchangeable magazines is it's the, the weapon dog. of choice. It's the top dog. If you like to be prepared in case that situation should arise, it's the top dog. If you like to have fun just blowing lots of holes really quickly into targets 150 yards away, it's a lot of fun. If you have a bunch of old Easter eggs left over after Easter and you want to make a big glorious mess <laughs> by exploding lots of them in a short period of time, works well for that, too. And chocolate bunnies. Uh, chocolate bunnies. Uh, the cheap ones. The cheap you know. ones, yeah. Don't waste good chocolate. No, don't waste good chocolate. Okay. We may so, have had some post-Easter shooting in our yeah, past. There, there may have been. This may be a personal experience type thing. So, got the semi-automatic guns, are, and I do recommend a prepper eventually have one. I really do. I think it's important. Um, but hunting rifles, generally bolt actions, sometimes lever action, are critically important if you plan to hunt. They have fewer shots per reload, but beautiful accuracy. 
absolutely, they're stunningly accurate. And then this is for the larger caliber uh, guns. That's how you can take down a deer at two, three, four hundred yards. If you are a small human being, as I am, and you want to throw really big, really hard-hitting ammunition, the more massive the, uh, the rifle and the longer the barrel of the rifle, the harder hit you get for the amount of kickback you get. Right. Up, up, to a, up to a certain point. Yeah. General trend. Now, I also recommend everybody having a bolt-action rifle. Um, with a scope, with an optic. Well, optics are kind of a different subject, so we're going to go through optics for beginners at another time. But uh, the other is, there, there's two, basically a couple types of, of rifles and or carbines. There's the larger caliber, and then there's the small rifles, the 22, the 17 HMR. The rimfire rifles. It's kind of a different category. And, of course, you can get rimfire in handguns, and you can get rimfire in, in uh, rifles or carbines. But I don't consider those self-defense. I consider those, no, those are not target and hunting. Hunting, hunting small and game. And pest control. Yes. And pest control. If you're going to be growing stuff in a garden, you are going to attract lots and lots of furry friends. They are friends of your food. They are not friends of you. However, I will say, if you live in town, do not shoot rabbits or squirrels or whatever with your twenty-two in town if it's against the law to fire a gun in town. Because Which that's... almost always is. It's almost always against the law to fire a gun Because in it's town. usually an enormously bad idea because the bullets go for so far before they stop. Right. Now, you can use, there's another type of, of small caliber rifle that's an air rifle. They're almost universally legal, except for probably New Jersey. I mean, those people are nuts out there. I think you have to have... Get, you have to have a permit to have an air rifle, <laughs> according to Paranoid Prepper. So, yeah, those people are idiots. You can't even pump your own gas in New Jersey, so yeah, I, I got nothing for them. But air rifles are good for depesting and... That's about it. So, pretty much, you need to, what you need to do if you're thinking about a gun, say, I need a gun. What do I need this gun to do? And let, what do I need this gun to do to tell you where to start? If you need this gun to protect you and your person, if it's going to be a carry-around situation, you're going to want to get a permit and carry it around, then you need a handgun. If you want to have a gun to protect your house against break-ins, well, handguns are a good choice for that. So is a shotgun. And my Tavor would do a nice job of that as well. Yeah, and well... But I have neighbors I like, so yes. it would have to be a pretty desperate situation I, I'm for not, me. To... I'm not recommending a high-powered rifle carbine as home defense. As home, home defense. I just, I, no, it's just not... Out of the place, I, I might. Out of the place, but yeah. The gun she's talking about was a uh, bullpup version of a high power of a. Think of it as a as a fancy. It is a AR type 15. of rifle. Yes, it's a type of rifle, it's but a semi-automatic it rifle. The same it just AR-15, configured so. a little bit better, so it fits my size better. Okay, now th- these are those are the basic uses of a gun. So whatever it is you need, kind of tailor your 
Taylor, your thoughts. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about, okay, that's fine. Let's say I need this kind of gun. Where do I start looking? Do I, I mean, if you have a lot of money, you can do anything you want. But if you don't have a lot of money, where do you start looking? Now, there's some, there's some really inexpensive guns out there. There's really inexpensive handguns made by American manufacturers. I know there's Phoenix Arms, which is a 22 semi-automatic. That's only $129. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? No. Rimfire guns are not reliable enough for self-defense guns. Rimfire ammunition Period. is not reliable enough for self-defense. Yeah, rimfire, it's just no. Just rimfire is not a self-defense gun. You can kill people with them. In fact, most people are killed in America who die by a gun are killed by rimfire. So it's, but don't plan on that to be your self-defense gun. And you look at it, there's another, uh, for example, I'm just throwing out there an example. There's another type of gun that's under $200, the high point. They got a 9mm, they got a 40, uh, 45 caliber, they got a 308, or 380, I mean. Uh, the bigger the caliber number, the bigger the bullet, the more the kick. Yeah, the more the kick. So, I myself am a 9mm fan. Every gun we own that's a handgun that's used for self-defense is a 9mm. Every single one of them. We do that just because we don't want to stock all these different types of ammunition. So, uh, there's pros and cons. And I can't tell you, I own a couple of high point 9mm. I can't tell you that I recommend them, but uh, I do own them. And then there's the, there's the, there's the two to $300 group, and then there's three to $400 group, and there's on up. And, you know, everybody's got an opinion as to which is best. So just do the research. But I want you to consider there's... All these different kinds of guns. What do you really want it to do? What do you really? Are you going to use it as concealed carry? Well, then you're going to need something that's small enough to actually carry. That's comfortable to carry. You need something fairly thin. You need something fairly light. Cause you don't want to be lugging around a nine-pound weight in your pants. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but you really don't. Some of these. I mean, so I know guys who concealed carry a, a full-size 1911-45, and I'm like, really? You want that big chunk of metal on your pants all day long? No. There's much better, smaller choices. Uh, shotguns. Well, shotgun. Well, what is it you want to do? And shotguns are a little more versatile because a lot of shotguns have options. Like there's a lot of shotguns where you can get multiple barrels for the same gun. That's something you might want to look into. You can. The, and the barrels are really easy to remove. I mean, it's just like turning a turning a thing and then pulling, and your, the barrel comes out. Um, so a removable barrel gun is excellent. It's an excellent choice, and I'm not going to name brand names, but that's an excellent choice because you can you get a short barrel for home defense and then get a long barrel for uh, hunting. You can get a rifle barrel for shooting slugs. All the same gun. That's an excellent choice. And uh, But just keep in mind that if your primary need is home defense, keep it short. You want a short gun. It's going to kick like a mule, but... That's not really a concern. If somebody's in your house, you're not really going to worry about the recoil. You'll have plenty of adrenaline to overlook that with. Yeah. Uh, as far as hunting guns, bolt actions, there's a ton of really good, really good uh, polymer stocked hunting rifle from pretty much every manufacturer in the three to four hundred dollar range. Just get a common 
caliber. Stick with something that matches what it is you're planning to hunt. Like if you're going to get a, if you're going to go deer hunting, get something bigger than a 223. Get a 243. Get a 22250. The 223 will not reliably stop a deer, by the way. No, it's legal to hunt in most states, but it's, and if you put it in the bullet in exactly the right spot, yes, it will do it. But right. and it they do have the right some spot. specialty bullets that are better than us. But don't don't get a two twenty three for hunting deer. Get you know twenty two uh, two forty three if you're a smaller person. Don't want the big recoil. Two forty three is an excellent gun. Um, the twenty two fifty is a hot round. It's a really hot round. It's a fast round. Uh, the three hundred eight is my personal favorite. But if you're a small person, it does. It does punch you a little bit. I'm a big I'm a big 308 fan. 30-06 is another one that's a that's a big thing. Uh, if you if you're concerned about you don't want to shoot way 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 far in uh, your situation, but you want to you know stop the deer, a 30-30 round is with the, one of those lower action 30-30s. It's an excellent deer hunting gun. Probably more more deer have been slain in northeast Missouri, north north central Missouri with a 3030 than any other gun because those 3030s are great deer guns and the bullets don't really go more than a couple hundred yards because they they fall fast so just some thoughts you choose what you're doing then you consider what gun does that best and then you consider from there there isn't a best gun. There's a best, the best gun, gun for a situation. There's not one gun that's going to do all everything you need. There just isn't. So don't don't. Uh, people say, "Well, I need to get a gun," and they'll usually end up with a twenty-two, which, you know, wouldn't be my choice. Wouldn't be my choice. If I was just getting one, it would probably be a two twenty-three, but that would be me or a nine mil. If I were just getting one, I'd get a shotgun with you could put multiple barrels on it. But I don't like shotguns much. She doesn't like shotgun much, but that's what I would do. So just some grist for your mill. So I'm going to leave it with this, and we're going to tell you whichever you choose, follow the safety rules. Follow the safety rules. Always. Always follow the safety rules. It's always loaded. It's always loaded. Never pointed at something you do that not That doesn't mean you always keep the gun loaded. That means you always handle the gun as if you were sure it was loaded by not pointing it at things you don't want to shoot. Never pointed at anything you don't want to shoot. If you don't want to destroy it, don't point the gun at it. That means be very careful where you point it at. Follow the rules. We don't live in Hollywood. All right, we'll talk to you later. Spice out.